Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. Today's episode is going to be a fun one and also a solo episode. So it's just me and you and I'm going to bring you guys through my fitness journey. So we're going back seven years ago. Um, My fitness journey started in 2014 and I'm going to walk you guys through that journey. I think it'll be great for you guys to have a little bit of an insight of where I'm coming from um, and just all the layers of my journey as well. And it'll probably be relatable and hopefully you guys can learn from the mistakes that I made and not have to go through the same ones. But basically the reason I wanted to do this specific podcast this week is because last Tuesday after um, the podcast with my friend Emily, I decided to call a therapist and get into therapy, okay? So last Tuesday was my first therapy session. And in that session, we went back in time with the therapist and talked about different things from my past that have shaped me into who I am today, why I act the way I act today, um, and all that good stuff. So in that session, I was just thinking, it'll probably be a good thing for me to explain that to you guys so you can have a better insight of who I am and where I'm coming from. And then at the end of the episode, we'll go through questions of the week, my favorites, and I wanna give you guys tangible takeaways when it comes to therapy, because for me, this has been something that I've been thinking about doing for probably three years, but I just never got around to it. I have two to-do lists. I have to do now and to do one day and therapy was always on that to do one day and on Tuesday after talking with Emily a little bit after our episode she was telling me how beneficial therapy has been in her life and I was like wow I just need to do this it's there's never a perfect time for anything I just need to call someone do my research and you know get the help that I need I work out my body every single day so why not work on my mental health and my mind as well um Yeah. So with that being said, let's go back to seven years ago from today. Okay, we're back in time in 2014. Meet awkward, prepubescent, no worries in the world Julie. She spent her day doing cheer, gymnastics, cross country. Literally seven days a week, I was playing a sport or doing something. And I just remember being able to eat whatever I want, not gaining a single pound. I was comfortable in my body and I saw my body as a machine back then. I trained hard. I wanted to perform well and that was my priority. And my priority was to do the things that I really enjoyed doing, like those sports with my friends. And basically that all changed because of cheerleading. So at first I was really enjoying cheerleading and I became the captain eighth grade. I remember. And then I tried out like you try out for your high school team when you're in middle school. So I tried out for the high school team and I made it and I was so excited. So that summer I spent basically every day at these tumbling classes with my friend Christina and we would go to tumbling and after tumbling it was right next to a starbucks and a colony pizza so i remember what we did i don't know how we did not throw up we would go to a tumbling class for an hour which is basically doing like back handsprings tucks fulls all those kind of things if someone doesn't know what tumbling is it's just um a form of it's just like the floor of gymnastics but for cheerleading so we'd go to that and then in between classes we would go to two classes We would walk 
Two Starbucks, I would always get a vanilla bean frappuccino. God knows how I had the funds for this. And then we would go to another class. And then after the second class, we would walk to Colony Pizza and each eat a full pizza ourselves. And so this is me in eighth grade. And we basically did that every single day, like Monday through Friday, like clockwork. And then on the weekends, I would just play soccer or do my other sports. Because once I got onto the high school cheer team, there was really no time for me to do cross country or gymnastics anymore. It was just cheer, cheer, cheer. Um, And then when I was at home, we never really ate healthy. Like I just remember growing up, like, I I mean, no shame to my parents because I don't know, they're just not as educated in the health and fitness realm. But uh, my breakfast was like waffles, lunch was mac and cheese, peanut butter fluff sandwiches, little bites for a snack. And then for dinner, my mom would make like a type of meat with rice and beans because we're Brazilian. And then at night I would have ice cream. Like I just didn't eat anything green probably until I was in high school. Okay. Um, but that's just how it was. And that's just what I knew. So I was not really healthy eating wise, but Activity-wise and exercising, I was always all for it. Um, and at the end of eighth grade, I when I got into the high school cheer team, I basically started out as a flyer, which is the person that you throw into the air, right? Um, and I was skinny. I was tiny. I was very tiny. I didn't go through puberty until I was probably 16. So this is when I was 14. No boobs. I literally looked like a little boy if you chop my head off. Um, but I was a flyer and I was a flyer until about 2015. I started gaining a little bit of weight. I think coming out of doing gymnastics and cross country and track and soccer and just only focusing on cheer, my activity levels dropped tremendously. And the way I was eating was just catching up to me. I was just beginning to go through puberty and I was like confused. Basically, what happened is I overheard a few girls during practice one day. We were stunting, and they said, oh, Julia is the heaviest flyer. Of course, I have the heaviest flyer. Something along those lines. No no malintention, probably, but just, I don't know. They said it too loud. I heard it, and it stuck with me. And at this point, I was still under 100 pounds. I was tiny, and I was short, and... I did not need to hear this comment, guys. It has stuck with me until today. Like, I still think about how drastic this one little comment completely changed my life. I went home that night. I went onto my computer, and I remember being 15 years old. This is 2015 now, okay? So I've been flying for about a year. Um, And I just remember looking up on Pinterest, like, diets, how to lose weight, how to stay tiny, how to get abs, how to... Guys, I went down a rabbit hole for hours this night. I just remember it so clearly because I cried. I was so upset. I was like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to fly because I really enjoyed it. Um, And basically what happened was I stumbled upon the water diet, okay? So this is basically like a detox where you just only drink water for like a week. So I tried it. Did it work? I have no idea. I just remember being so freaking hungry all the time, so moody, so angry, and I would snip at people and it was just not good. So I tried that for like a week and then I looked up like, okay, I can't do the water diet because I'm like, I'm hungry. Juice cleanses, okay? So we tried that out. 
I would go to the store. I told my mom, I was like, okay, I want to do like a juice cleanse, all this stuff. And she was like, okay, I guess you can try it. Because my mom grew up in a time where they drank like meal replacement shakes. Like she was drinking them. I remember I used to always see my mom instead of eating breakfast and lunch, she would always have these slim fast shakes and I would just see it. And then after that first juice cleanse, I told my mom, I was like, oh, I want to do what you're doing. So I started doing the Slim Fast shakes with her and I would have them for breakfast and lunch and then dinner I would have just like a protein source and like some, you know, tried to have vegetables. It was usually like corn because I didn't like green stuff still. Um, But yeah, it's just crazy to think that my mom growing up eating that way really had an impact on me as well. But 2015 was the year of just trying every single diet and seeing what worked for me and the slim fast shakes definitely was what I stuck to for a very long time it was it's basically just this like chocolate milk powder and you put it in your drink and then you have like one meal a day instead of having three but eventually it turned into me having three slim fast shakes a day and having no meals which was really bad and then what happened now, so now this is 2016, okay, so I did that through 2015, and then I ended up not even being a flyer anymore, because um, younger girls came onto the team my sophomore year, so then um, since I was going through puberty, gained a little bit of weight, smaller girls came in, they took the flying positions, I became a base, which was a whole mental game for me in itself, because some other flyers that were sophomores stayed flyers, so I was just like, oh god, it's because I got fat, like, no, I'm like crying over here every day. Don't want to go to practice, like embarrassed. It was this whole thing. So I did the military diet. I did the, um, oh no, sorry, not military diet. That was later. I'll get to that. Guys, I've tried everything. I did the slim fast diet and then it turned into me having three shakes a day. And my sophomore year is when I started binge eating. Okay. And the reason I started binge eating was because since I was only having those three slim fast shakes a day, I would get to nighttime and I would be so freaking hungry. But I told everyone in my house, like, oh, I'm on a diet. Like, don't like buy bad foods. Like I'm on a diet. I need to stick to my diet because I'm doing cheer and I need to fit the part, whatever. And I would vocalize this a lot. Like my family heard it. Um, We would go to parties and I wouldn't eat. I would bring my shakes. And it was just very known that this is what I was doing and no one was going to change my decision. Um, But basically, once everyone went to bed, I would sneak downstairs and I I just started binge eating because I just remember the first night that it happened. I walked down the stairs and I was so quiet and I started eating Oreos. So Oreos was where it started. I could literally cry thinking about this because I feel so bad for this, Julie. But I, guys, I ate the entire thing of Oreos, like three sleeves of Oreos. And I couldn't stop. Like that's what binge eating is. It's like your physical wants and your physical pain like everything goes away and it's like you just can't stop it's just I don't even know how to explain the feeling if anyone's ever been through binge eating before you know it's an out-of-body experience it's like you just need to stuff yourself and put whatever you see into your mouth because it feels like your body has zero nourishment and it's just like needs something so I just remember like eating all the Oreos and then so that was night one And then I felt really bad and I tried to make myself throw up that night and I couldn't throw up. I don't know if it's like because I don't have a gag reflex. I tried everything. I just could not do it. And I was so mad at myself. So, so, so mad at myself. And then I took then I started um, 
taking laxatives because I was like, oh, if I can't throw it up, let me try to, you know, poop it out. Oh my God, guys. And I went through that for a very, 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 very long time. Sophomore year till probably senior year of high school. It was just this cycle of not eating during the day and then at night coming down here and eating everything that I saw in sight. And then from Oreos, it became peanut butter. I was like obsessed with peanut butter. I would spoon a whole jar. And I just remember little things that I would do, like putting the, like, for example, the Oreo package, like putting it in the garbage and then putting stuff or like tucking it under so no one would see what I did or like yeah just basically throwing stuff out and then putting stuff on top of it so no one like hiding the evidence basically I don't know crazy but I just these out-of-body experiences were becoming super prevalent like it wasn't just once a month or once every three months it was like an every single night thing and then when I knew it started getting really bad was when it started happening in the morning like it would happen, I would, it would be before school, and my mom would get up, she would help me get ready, I don't know, my mom just, like, is a helicopter mom, and she, like, always got me up, and, you know, helped me with breakfast, I don't know, whatever, we had, like, a little morning routine, she would go back to bed, um, and then when she went back to bed, I just remember there were, like, my dad had these, like, little Reese's that he ate on the side of his couch, like, while he watched movies and stuff, and I would, like just eat all his Reese's and I would come into the kitchen and eat peanut butter and Oreos and cereal like dried cereal that was another binge food that I had a lot of like I could just finish the whole entire thing and then it just turned into literally anything in the house like food I didn't even like I don't like Cheez-Its I never really was one for like savory snacks or um what's it called potato chips or anything like that and it just got to the point where I didn't even care what was going in my mouth it was just like anything because I was so freaking hungry because I would starve myself during the day and yeah so that was kind of a tangent but I feel like it's important to kind of describe that to you guys like what a binge really looks like because I feel like I see a lot on the internet where people are like what to do like I binged last night on like half a tub of Ben and Jerry's it's like half a tub of Ben and Jerry's my binge would have been like a whole pint not a pint what is like the big cartons like I would literally eat all of that like a whole thing of Oreos like the whole three sleeves package Cheez-Its Reese's like if there was a cake guys if there was ever a cake in my house that had like one slice out of it I would like go and with a fork and just like eat the whole cake it was in I don't know and I was kind of tiny at this point um but I obviously was like packing on some weight um But I would just eat until I was in so much pain and I wouldn't realize I was in pain until like five, ten minutes afterwards because you're literally having an out-of-body experience, okay? Um, Okay, so that was the binging. Okay, so that was the binging from 2014 to about 2016. I don't, honestly, the years are kind of like forming together right now. So if I kind of mess up the years, just know that it was a long time, okay? So... At this point, I've gained about like 30 pounds, okay? So it was very alarming. I was so uncomfortable in my skin. I always wore baggy clothes. I hated putting on my cheer uniform. I remember wearing like three layers of spandex under my uniform because to like suck me in um, or just like feel more secure. And I would like buy Spanx and just all these things and just like hide them under my uniform. And I even wore like waist trainers under my uniform just to like hold everything in because I was so 
bloated all the time. Um, but yeah, that was awful. I just like, I felt so helpless and I didn't know how to stop it. And it was still secret, right? Like I did not tell anyone that this was happening at night. So it was kind of like people, I could tell people were alarmed and that like I've had, I had comments before, like my mom would be like, Julie, like, are you okay? Like what's going on? Like you put on a lot of weight and I would just be so sensitive and just snip at her right away and be like, um, you're so rude. Like, don't talk to me. Like, I was so mean. Like, I can just remember me then. I was literally so mean to everyone. If someone made a comment, it would break me about my appearance. Appearance, And then that night, I would have, like, a 10 times worse binge. Um, but that, that, was, that was hard. That was really hard. Cheerleading at this point was just not... I was not having fun. I didn't feel athletic. I had no endurance. I just was it it was a good workout if you put effort into it but I was just not putting effort into it at all and I feel like people started to notice my performance starting to go down and I was I literally just hit an all-time low it was like summer winter of like 2017 and I just felt like absolute crap and basically my friend Emma and I decided that we were going to try out for the tennis team because I was like okay I can do cheer and tennis because cheer was kind of like a fall winter sport and then tennis was a spring sport so then we were like okay let's do tennis together and tennis honestly at this point it like I lost weight because I was running around more and what we did was we did the military diet during the day. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but basically it's like three days and you eat like you eat the weirdest thing. You eat like peanut butter, hot dogs, grapefruit, grapefruit, and I'm trying to think of what else was on it. Tuna, celery, broccoli. I just remember like eating a plain hot dog for dinner all the time. It was in apples. It was like a plain hot dog, apples, and like broccoli for dinner. So weird. Um, but Emma and I did tennis and we did the military diet at this point. And what happened was I lost weight. I started seeing weight come off. And at this point, I was so dedicated because Emma and I were like kind of talking about this, like dieting and like wanting to lose weight. I was so dedicated that I kind of stopped binging every single night because instead of having the three um, shakes a day, which was basically like only eating 300 calories a day and then binging at night I was eating I mean it was still nowhere as near near enough but I was probably eating around like 1200 calories at this point so my body at night wasn't as starving as it was before so they weren't full-on binges um and those were only happening now like monthly instead of every single day and this was like a slow it wasn't like oh overnight I'm like better I only binge once a month now it was like slowly over time I started to realize like oh I'm eating a little bit more and I'm running more with tennis and I'm like actually enjoying myself so then the so I At my heaviest, I think it was almost 150 pounds. And during tennis, I got down to like 125. So it was like a drastic weight loss. Um, And then I got obsessed with losing weight. So I was like, oh, it's coming off. It's working. Like, I'm going to go for runs. I'm going to keep doing the military diet. And basically with the military diet, you're supposed to do like three days on, seven days off, three days on, seven days off, something like that. But I just did like forever on. Like, I never stopped it. I was like, okay, we're still doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. 
So my junior to senior year, I feel like this was the year where I started getting attention, like the weight started coming off. And then I started noticing that with the weight coming off, like my confidence went up a little bit and I started getting more attention from like boys and friends because I never like I definitely talked to boys, but like I never really was one to like get attention from boys, if that makes sense. So I really liked it. And I felt like the weight coming off or, or the them, the boys giving me attention confirmed in my mind that weight loss and being skinny was the reason that they were coming to me. So I was like, okay, I need to keep losing more. I need to keep losing more weight. I need, what do I do next? Like, how can I lose even more? And it was like, as the, I kept doing the military diet, some days I would switch and do the slim fast shakes again, still having like a monthly, like insane binge fest, um, and still trying to purge and throw up, but it, I, it has never happened for me. Like I tried, so, I remember trying so many times. It just never worked for me. Um, I don't know why, but honestly good because I know that like the binge purge cycle is one of the worst things that you could do for yourself. But I definitely still did the whole laxative thing, which was really bad. And I probably killed my insides because of that. Do not do that. That is literally so dangerous. I like bought the laxatives and I hid them like under my pillow and I would take them all the time. And I just remember always having the worst stomach pain. Um, But yeah, I'm going on a tangent. So I felt like the acceptance that I was getting from boys particularly was what kept me going. So I just kept doing cardio, cardio, cardio. I kept doing the military diet. I kept doing the slim fast shakes. And I was so unhappy, guys. I just felt like I was like, okay, I'm at the point where I'm skinny, but I'm still not happy. Like what else is missing? Like there's something else missing. Like I'm tired all the time. I have no energy. Like obviously I'm getting the attention from these boys, but like they don't even like me for me. Like maybe they like my body. It was like, I was just questioning everything. I was a 18 year old who just was a mess, a mess, a mess, a mess. Okay. So fast forward to 2019, I am a freshman at UConn, okay? So I get into UConn and I decide to go there. Um, With all these boys that were giving me attention, I ended up getting a boyfriend, okay? So I got a boyfriend my senior year of high school and we continued dating until, um, yeah. So when I went to freshman year of college at UConn, we were still dating and it was a very serious relationship. Like in my mind, like we were getting married. Um, I was having kids with this boy. I already planned like moving with him. My job would be surrounded by him. Like ugh, guys, I got way ahead of myself and I was like, okay, he's the one, right? So I'm at UConn and since I'm in that relationship, I make no friends. I make no effort to make any friends. I didn't want to join a sorority. I didn't want to do any sports. And I just wanted to be home with my boyfriend. So he would come up and visit me like every single weekend. And with that, I just made no friends. Okay. So during the week, Monday through Friday, I was like, what the heck am I supposed to do with myself? Like obviously being a freshman, the workload, the school, like school wise, wasn't very intense. So I had a lot of free time. And at that point, I really had nothing to do Monday through Friday. And I remember I brought my Slim Fast Shakes there. I brought my like microwavable hot dogs. I was still like planning to do the military diet and all that kind of stuff. Um, I rarely ate at the dining hall because when I was eating at the dining hall, I didn't really have control what was going into my food. So I kind of avoided it. Um, That was for like the first few weeks. Okay. But 
Monday through Friday, again, I had classes and that's basically it. So instead of like making friends, I was FaceTiming my boyfriend all the time. And I remember he was he was really into YouTube and like watching these YouTube videos. So I was like, oh, because I was always one to watch like Netflix and Hulu on my downtime. I was like, oh, let me go into YouTube. And I don't know how this happened, but I stumbled across a um, fitness page and or a fitness YouTuber and it was Chrissy Chella okay so I like I stumbled across one of her what I eat in a days I think I watched that and soon enough I went down a crazy rabbit hole like Chrissy Chella Whitney Simmons Hannah Oberg all these women I was just watching them and I was like they eat so much they lift weights and they look freaking incredible and they look happy and I was like I I think I look okay right now. I'm not eating a lot. I'm not happy and I hate doing cardio. Like, let me give this a try. Okay? So then I remember her um marketing or, you know, showing her 12-week ultimate bikini guide whatever. And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm going to buy this." So I text my mom and I was like, "Hey mom, because uh, I don't know, I'd like ran my finances through her still at this time. And I was like, hey, mom, I'm buying this. It's $60 and I really want to do it. And it's 12 weeks. And she was like, OK, go for it. Um, She was like, just don't get bulky or something like that, because, you know, in her time, woman lifting weights is so like woo woo, like not a thing. Um, Weights are for men. Weights make you bulky, all this stuff. So that was her mindset. And I was like, no, you're not talking me out of this. Like I'd done a lot of research. I want to try it. So I tried the 12 week guide. And in that 12 week guide, there wasn't like a meal plan, but there were meals and um, like meal ideas and kind of macro, macro explanations. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look into this. Guys, I started watching so many what I eat in a days, like just to get inspiration in like college what I eat in a days. So I downloaded my fitness pal. Okay, so this is the first time I downloaded my fitness pal. Um, and basically what I did was I started tracking my macros. And with this, guys, I know it's the reverse for a lot of people, like tracking their calories sometimes can put them into a restrictive mindset. This saved my life like a hundred percent I was eating like under a thousand calories a day 1200 sometimes with this military diet slim fast shit so when I downloaded my fitness pal and I like went onto online calculators and figured out my macros and found out I could be eating like 2200 calories a day I was like wow oh my goodness so then after that I just kept educating myself about macros balanced eating what's the best time to eat when to do this when to do that like completing all the weight training like laying off the cardio I just completely put 100% trust into this 12-week program by Chrissy like thank you Chrissy you changed my life literally um but I just put complete trust into it and it really did change my life. I started seeing my body composition change. The number on the scale went down, which was just the plus. Um, like I remember my clothes were fitting looser. People were starting to notice things like all after three months. Um, and at this point, I 
what I would do is I remember having like breakfast. I would have protein oats in my room. I like ordered from Woman's Best, the salted caramel like her. And then I would go to the gym. I had such a routine. It was like breakfast. I had one class, so it gave me time to digest. Then I would go to the gym, come home, and it'd be lunchtime. So I'd have like this tuna rice bowl that you guys still see me making today with like the cucumbers and stuff. So I would have that. I would literally make that in my dorm room because it was just microwavable rice, cucumbers, tuna and soy sauce and then for dinner I would go to the dining hall and I remember just like looking up I mean this wasn't very restrictive for me I just remember like looking up because I wouldn't bring a scale at this point I wasn't really weighing stuff out I was kind of just like eyeballing it um but I'd like use my hand portion sizes so like uh fist for your carbs palm for your protein thumb for your fat and then like fill up on micros um so I was doing really good the one thing that I definitely was maybe not missing out on, but um, I don't know, not putting my full effort towards was still like socializing. Like I was still being such a loner because I would spend basically all day, every day, either FaceTiming my boyfriend or like watching these YouTube videos and like looking up online courses um, about like nutrition and fitness because I just was so passionate about it I was like this is so cool like I feel so much better I want everyone to feel this way because I know that people on my old cheer team and like friends from high school and stuff like that they were maybe not struggling with the same exact thing with me but they had like weird like food things as well like I remember a few girls like would we would have like these chicken parm pasta nights for cheer and like some would like go to the bathroom and do I don't know what um you know like I don't know. I'm not going to expose anyone else's story, but just, you know, bad associations when it came to food and your body image. So I was like, okay, if I can feel this good after 12 weeks, I want every single woman in this world to know that they can feel the same way. I want them to know that they can eat and nourish their bodies throughout the day, not have to completely kill themselves during cardio and not feel guilty for like around food and eating more than 1200 calories. Um, so that was like my mindset. And I like complete, when I get into something and when I like really am passionate about something, I cannot stop thinking about it like 24 seven. So since that day, 20 of like, no, when was that? 2019, I went to college. I don't think there's been one day that's went by that I haven't thought about how can I apply this knowledge that I learned to help other people. Every single day I think about that. And I feel like I'm very lucky in the fact that I found my passion in life. I know this sounds like really corny and cheesy. I'm sorry, guys, hang with, hang in there. Um, but I feel really lucky that I found my passion so young. Like I was only 19 years old and I know a lot of my friends now, they're like, oh, I'm going to get like a corporate job and all this. And I'm like, oh, do you love it? Like, do you love finance? Do you love marketing? Do you love um, accounting? And they're like, no, but it makes good money. And I'm like, damn, I make good money and I'm doing what I love. <laughs> um, but whatever, that was kind of mean, but you guys understand my point. I just feel really appreciative. So Okay, 2019, I'm in school. I am just educating myself on fitness, health, all the things, and spending time with my boyfriend. But I hate I hate the school. I hate being at UConn. I hate it was literally in the middle of the boonies. I wanted to come home. I wanted my boyfriend. I didn't like to go out and party and drink because I did like a lot of research and just found how toxic alcohol is for your body. And I felt like literally all people did up there was binge drink and like just feel like crap all like Sunday scaries every single Sunday um 
and I just like didn't like that I went out maybe four times while I was at UConn and I just remember not really loving it and especially not loving the way I felt the next morning and like feeling out of control basically like now I'll still go out and have like a few drinks but I feel like I don't go overboard like that's the difference like I feel like a lot of people my age like being 21 go a little bit overboard on the drinking um and that's where it can get dangerous because you know when you're a drunk a drunk you don't make the best decisions so 2019 December I decide to call my parents I'm crying on the phone and I say mom I want to come home. I don't want to be at UConn anymore. I don't like it. I want to come home and transfer to Fairfield U, which is the high or the high school, the college near my town or where I live at home. So she's like, okay, if you really don't like it that much, you gave it a try for a semester. Are you sure you don't want to give it a try for another semester? And I was very adamant. No, I want to come home. So I come home. I go to Fairfield U. I go to Fairfield U for, so that was second semester of my freshman year, and I decided to live there. So I was kind of basically doing the same thing that I was doing at UConn. Uh, not much had changed. And given, guys, at this point in college, I wasn't binging at college because I really didn't have food to binge on. Like, I don't know if it would have been different if I wasn't in like a small dorm room with like little food accessible to me but I remember like some days when I came home it would still happen but it was instead so it was daily my like freshman sophomore year of high school and then uh junior senior year it was like monthly if I could just put numbers to it you guys know that it's not like exact numbers it's not really how it works but um and then freshman year of high school or of college it was more like every couple months like very um, sporadic. It wasn't a, uh, ritual, not ritual, but it wasn't as routine as it was before. Um, so it continued on and on and on. And then sophomore year of college was basically when quarantine happened. Okay. So in 2020 was when quarantine happened. And I decided at that point to, take control of the situation and this wasn't something that like happened the first day it was like oh guys we're going into quarantine and then julia was like oh i'm gonna take control of the situation and be awesome no the first few weeks i was so confused i was like what the heck's going on how am i supposed to stay home all day i don't know what to do i can't go to the gym like i hate my life and basically what i did was i decided to get into home workouts and to hold myself accountable, start my Julie X Fit page. So June, I think it was, no, was it June or March? Uh, let's say April, okay? <laughs> Maybe April 2020, Julie X Fit was born. And I said, okay, I am going to make this Instagram page. And every single day after I work out, because I am going to hold myself accountable. And even though the gyms are closed, I'm going to work out. I'm going to post a little sweaty gym selfie for myself. And I'm going to keep my account private. My friends can follow me if they want to, but it's just going to be a me thing, okay? Just to hold myself accountable. And then what I did was I hired a coach. So you guys heard me talk about him. It was Caroline O'Mahony's boyfriend. He was my coach from Ireland because the reason I hired him was because I still kind of had that mindset of like, oh, if I exercise or ate like this person, I'll look like that person. Um, Obviously, I was eating more and like weight training and prioritizing that more than doing just like cardio and starving myself all day. Um, But 
what I did was I hired this coach and he transformed my life again. Okay. So Chrissy Chella transformed my life part one. And then he really helped me, um, understand what exercises worked for me and helped me with learning not to overtrain. So he had me on just like a four day split. And then I took so many walks guys, like the amount of walks and podcasts that I listened to was insane. Um, so I worked with him for another three months and I saw amazing results. I started seeing like the scale weight didn't change at all. I stayed like around 125 and, but my body was completely different. I was leaner. I was more toned as people say. I had more muscle definition all with 10 pound dumbbells and 20 pound dumbbells from my house. So those are the only pieces of equipment that I had. Oh, and I had this little, um, glute band that I used. Um, but with that, I kept my Instagram private still, and I was just posting little workout selfies daily. And then maybe in June, I'm trying to figure out what this timeline is. I could really go back and scroll and look, but I have like over a thousand posts, so that would be hard. But let's say June, I decided to make the account public. Was I nervous what people were going to think? Yes. But did I do it anyways? Yes. And do I regret it? absolutely not um definitely was like a little scary just like posting gym selfies and I started once after I started working with him I started doing like my own home workouts and I would post those workouts and I did like YouTube follow along workouts primarily for my friends and family because they were like oh my god Julie you look great like we're in quarantine I gained 10 pounds like I'm home I watch Netflix all day I don't know what to do with my life and I was like you know work out with me like let me post this and help you guys because remember I had that mindset from when I from 2018 when I started and I was like oh my gosh if I can eat this much and train like this and feel this good I want everyone to feel that way so I still had that mindset of like okay how can I you know continue my journey but help other people along the way and especially being in quarantine and being stuck in my house I felt like the only way to really do that was to take control of social media and do it that way okay so I started posting and posting and posting and when it switched was probably in October. And I was like, I really like this. I really like what I'm doing. I'm eating so much more. At this point, I had got my calories up to like that 22, 2400 mark. And I was eating a lot of food. I felt really good. And yeah, it was just a good time. Oh, (laughs) I actually forgot one part. So during quarantine, I also, my boyfriend and I broke up. Yes, that boyfriend from freshman year of college that I said I was going to marry. We broke up, okay? And it was so hard. But instead of me just like crying and like watching Netflix and eating Ben and Jerry's like I probably would have in high school. Instead, I poured my heart and soul into that Instagram and into um, my workouts and other people's workouts like that's what I did to keep myself busy and to keep my mind busy yes my world was absolutely shattered but I really hid that from social media I feel like now you guys know when like things happen because I'm like you guys like have become more of like my friends and it wasn't more it was less of like oh I'm really just here to give you guys workouts and that's it like now I just feel like you guys are a part of my life so if something's going on I just feel not pressured but I feel like I should tell you you know like you should tell your friends when you're going through a breakup you should tell your friends when you're having a hard time um and now I'm comfortable with that but back then I wasn't really because I had just started it a few months prior so 
broke up with my boyfriend. I'm sorry if this story is like going everywhere, guys, but I hope you're staying with me and, you know, following along and something out of this is relating to you. Um, but probably in September, post-breakup, really putting myself out there with the social media thing. I probably have like 4,000 followers at this point, maybe. Um, and I just noticed like people that I didn't know were following me and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Woman's Best reached out to me to work with them. And I was like, heck yeah, this is so awesome. And so I worked with them for a little while. And then I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm in school for marketing and finance. And I could not give two shits about finance. But you know what? If everything goes, if everything fails and one day I wake up and I never want to go to the gym again, at least I have this degree to fall back on. I think that's where like my head's at at this point. And that's like the finance realm. I do learn some things that are, that will just be good for someone to know that owns a business. Yes. Um, but in like digital marketing definitely helps with some things. I just feel like my classes are outdated to be honest, because you could literally learn everything that you need to know on YouTube. Like things that I learn in class, I'm like, I learned this on YouTube in way more depth than I know way more. <laughs> Guys, I'm bashing my college right now, but that's just how I feel. I still feel this way. Like I'm taking digital marketing classes and my like 60-year-old professor is teaching me about different ways to market to different target markets. And I'm just like, dude, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, you don't even know. Like this is at where digital marketing is today. Um, but yeah, whatever tangent. So I work with Women's Best. I'm getting really into it. And I decided to get certified. So I got certified through American Council on Exercise. The only reason that I did that one is because, so I was between ACE and NASM. The only reason I picked ACE was really because it was cheaper and I was paying for it myself. I think like both programs are about $1,400 around there. I think, I don't know if it's still that, Um, but ACE at the time was 50% off. So I jumped on it paid $700, got my certification within six months, and I started working as a coach. And I kind of walk through like my whole coaching journey with you guys on um, last week's episode with Emily. So if you guys want to hear more about like my coaching experience and like going from in-person to online, definitely check out that episode. But with that being said, I know that was like a whole thing of a story. I am still on my fitness journey. I think your fitness journey never ends, you know? Like, you guys know, this past winter, I went through another breakup. My grandma passed away. Everything was happening. Like, I quit this job that I, that I was doing. Um, and basically, I put fitness on the back burner, my nutrition on the back burner. And uh, yeah, I had to get back to it. I just had to get back on track. And I always like to say, the track is yours right? So when you fall off track, the train doesn't keep going without you because you're driving the train. You just hop back on the train and you keep driving where you left off. There's, it's not like you need to start a whole new track. I hope that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so I just hopped back onto my train, my track, and I just kept going. And now I'm at a better place. I feel like way more comfortable with my body and I haven't binged since, um, I haven't binged since 20, 20, uh, let's see. 2019. I have not binged since 2019. So 2019, 2020, 21. I haven't binged in three years, guys. And that, oh, I am so proud of myself. I never, okay, here's the thing though. 
I wish I could go back to high school, Julie, and tell her to go to therapy. So badly, I wish that I could do that, but obviously everything happens for a reason. I never saw, like, professional help with it. I told my doctor, um, like, my regular pediatrician, because she was asked, I remember one appointment, she was, like, asking me about my eating habits, because she noticed that I gained, like, the 30 pounds and stuff, and I told her about, like, the binge eating, and she basically was like, I want you to eat more during the day. Like, there was really no help on that end. She was like, yeah, like, you're having, like, binge restrict cycle, binge restriction cycles. I want you to eat more during the day so then you don't feel so hungry at night. And I was like, nah, F that. Like, I'm not eating during the day because I want to be skinny for cheerleading, whatever. Didn't listen to anyone because I thought I knew best, which obviously I didn't. But now, last since last Tuesday, I feel like I am going back in time and healing My relationship with food, my relationship with myself, my relationship with my parents, my relationship with my brother, my relationship with my friends, like my relationship with literally my exes in my head. I am so excited to start this therapy journey because I feel like there's so much unfinished business in my head, if that makes sense. Like I'm the type of person when something bad happens, I like stick it to the back of my brain and I'm like, okay, I can't deal with this right now. Like I have too much going on. This is not what I want to be dealing with right now. And you got to deal with it. You got to deal with the hard stuff. And that's something that I, that took me clearly since 2014 to learn. So fitness journeys are not easy, guys. They are not easy. I'm the first person to tell you that. I am a coach that has worked with over 200 women. Everybody's story is different. Everybody's journey looks different. But the only thing that really connects us is that we are on our own tracks and we just have to hop back onto our own tracks not onto someone else's track so keep that in mind like you are on your own track but you're also surrounded okay guys I'm getting like really metaphorical or and like an analogy right now I think my Brazilian's coming out in me because I'm forgetting English words I'm like wanting to start talking in Portuguese right now uma vez eu vou falar só em português para vocês okay whatever my mom's from Brazil that's why I just pulled that out but You are on your track, okay? Close your eyes and envision this. There's like 10 million train tracks of women, okay? You're on your train. You fall off. You're surrounded by other helpful women on their tracks that are just there to catch you and hug you and help lift you up. You just got to find the right tracks to surround yourself with, okay? Um, And I'm still doing that every single day. You guys know I keep you in the loop on my Instagram with my like social anxiety and all that kind of stuff and like trying to find the right friends um you know going through this single season right now where I'm just like kind of lonely um but I'm just trying to surround myself with the right people and I'm still a work in progress and if I ever make mistakes I'm the first one to be like oh shoot I made a mistake I'm sorry I'm sorry self I'm sorry world I'm gonna move on from this I'm gonna learn from my mistakes and I'm gonna figure it out and now I'm gonna go to therapy and figure it out with professional help okay so with all that being said I want to give you guys the resources for therapy because someone asked hey Julie can you this is question of the week guys question of the week welcome I am rambling um how much is therapy where to find a therapist what are affordable therapists to go to okay so that was the question of the week so I'm going to give you guys all of the info right now First thing I'm going to do is walk you guys through my experience and pretty much what I did. Remember, I'm still a newbie to all of this, so I'm just, you guys are going along the journey with me. So what happened was my friend was seeing this therapist and we um, 
are from Connecticut, so she was doing Coastal Connecticut counseling. So I hit her up, I sent her a little text, and I was like, hey, can you send me the information to your therapist? And she was like, hey, they don't really do that, that's not really how it works. So what happens is you don't directly go to the therapist, you call the, like, I guess, whole office, so Coastal Connecticut counseling. So I gave them a call, and I was like, hi, um, I've never been to therapy before, my name's Julie, and I really want a therapist. And they were like, hey honey, what's up? Like, what's your insurance information? All that kind of stuff. So then they took me through that and I like gave them all my information, my email, my insurance card number, my provider, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, great, you qualify for like free mental health services. So free of charge for your therapist session. Tell me a little bit about yourself and like what you're seeking help on. And I just told her, I have a little bit of anxiety and I really am just looking for someone to talk to, like nothing major. And she was like, okay, awesome. Give me a few days and then I'll contact you um, and I'll like let you know what times work best, blah, blah, blah. So literally a day later, she contacted me and was like, okay, I found a therapist for you. Her name is, her name is Jamie. She was like, her name's Jamie and she is free to meet with you on Tuesday at 4.30. Does that work for you? And I was like, yep, that's perfect. And then I basically met up with Jamie. Okay. So that's what I did. Now, Affordable Health Care Act requires that all insurances have some sort of coverage for mental health services, okay? So if you have a job or if you have an HR department or health care, you have coverage. So you need to call the number on the back of your insurance card first, okay? So this is step one. If you don't, like, have other friends that, like, go to therapy where you can, like, ask them for their contact information like I did, call the back of your insurance card and ask them what benefits you have um, for like mental health to the person on the phone, okay? And they should kind of walk you through it. And then basically they'll let you know like what coverage you have. And from there you can look at your insurer's online directory um, or you can just ask them to send you a list of in-network therapists. And again, if it's covered by insurance, it's free or you have to ask what their sliding scale is. So this is the fee for therapy based on your specific income. Okay, so these are the steps that you're going to take if you do not like have a friend or family member that can help you like easily connect how I did with the Coastal Connecticut counseling. You're going to go through your insurance card and you're going to go through like HR department, all that kind of stuff. Now, I know a lot of you guys are in college. Take advantage of your college resources. You pay or your parents pay a hell of a lot of money to send you to college. There are so many free mental health services in your college. You just need to ask around, look it up, look online, be resourceful, and check it out because, again, these are qualified therapists that are there to help you and, like, you specifically in your situation. Like, if you're in college and you're struggling, balancing school, anxiety, like, anything like that, definitely look into the services that your college provide because, again, they are free of charge. Okay, next step is you can look into federally and or community-funded health centers, okay? So these facilities offer low-fee, sliding scale, or even completely free care to people below certain income thresholds. This is a quick Google search, okay? Federally and community-funded health centers in insert where you live, okay? You can look at that. Now, another option that I looked into for you guys, again, I haven't tried any of these. I did the Coastal Connecticut counseling through my, one of my friends. It's free for me because my insurance covers it. But you could do 
BetterHelp. So this is an app and it's online services and they are not covered by insurance. So you don't need insurance to use them basically. And instead of your session being like anywhere from three to four hundred dollars, which could be a normal therapist, these are just sixty to ninety dollars per session. And again, they're online. Um, I'm not sure if they're like Zoom meetings or what they are. My so my therapist, we do Zoom meetings and I kind of like it because I don't need to like go into the office, wait and have this be a big deal like I can just do it comfortably like in my bed or at my desk um but yeah that is those are the options that you can take in getting the therapist now once you have the therapist and you go to your first session don't be scared basically the first session is just kind of like a get to know me I can kind of walk you guys through what my first session was like so I went, I said, hi. I mean, it was a little awkward at first, but not really. She just like kind of went through the protocol first, like talking about all the confidentiality things. Um, She said like, listen, what's said between us stays between us, blah, 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 blah. But the only time that she has a right to like go further is like if I were presenting any like major self-harmers, harm to others. Um, Yeah. And that's not happening, so we're good. Um, But basically, she went through that, and then she explained her experience to me, like, kind of walked me through her story so I could get to know her a little bit better. And then she gave me the mic, I guess, and was just asking me questions about, okay, like, what do you do? What's your job? Where do you go to work? Um, How is your life growing up? And you can get as broad as you want to, and you guys know me. I kind of like to talk, so I, like, started off with, like, where I go to school, and then she was like, what's going on recently? I told her that my grandma passed, and I broke up with my boyfriend, and all these things were going on, and we kind of just got into that. The session was 55 minutes long. I'm not sure why they're 55 minutes. Maybe if they, like, have someone after you, they have, like, that five-minute window. Um, But, yeah, I could have talked a lot, and... Even in the first session, I could tell that I was going to get along with her. I mean, I was a little nervous because I heard that the most that you will get out of your therapy is like having, or not the most, the the most important part about therapy is having a good relationship with your therapist. Um, so if you don't mesh well, try again, try a new one. But what I would say is give it three to four sessions with that person. And if you're really uncomfortable and you're like not feeling it with that person, then obviously like move forward and try to find a different one. My therapist literally told me, she was like, listen, Julie, I've had people like switch therapists. I've had people switch to me. It's so normal in this, um, you know, healthcare industry and therapy, like to switch. Don't feel like pressured to like stay with me again. Like it's important that we have a good relationship so that you can get the help that you want. Um, so again, if you are not like meshing well with your therapist, again, like give it three to four sessions, but if it's still not working, you can try another one out and they really won't take it personally. All you have to do is like call that first number. So when I called Coastal Connecticut Counseling, a different woman answered and she was the one that connected me to my therapist. So I would just, instead of going through the therapist and being like, hey, I don't like you or like, hey, we don't mess well. Instead, I would just call that first provider and be like, hey, not working out with Jamie. Is it okay if I like try someone else? And then they said it would be a really simple switch. Okay. So I hope that gave you a better insight of what it looks like. I have my next session tomorrow. I'm recording this on Monday, so maybe I can give you guys, like, mini weekly updates, but even after my first session, she, like, gave me homework already, and I am, like, so type A, so I love homework. Um, We're doing the... She gave me, like, a free trial 
free month trial to the 10% Happier app and they're like little meditations that she wants me to do in the morning just like start my day off on the right foot um and yeah I will like give you guys little updates about it but so far I'm really loving it and I'm really looking forward to my session tomorrow but I'm not gonna lie I was scared as heck and so nervous for my first session like me hopping on that zoom call I was like oh I don't want to do it I don't want to talk about my feelings but once you like start getting into it uh, you just feel like you can take a deeper breath afterwards I swear okay Now that we did the question of the week, my fitness journey, all that good stuff, I want to tell you guys what my two favorites are this week. So the first one is going to be my Coco Eve um, tanning thing. Bronzer? Self-tanner? Yeah, that. It is so amazing, guys. I am, like, really anti-self-tanner because I've used all the ones that made you orange before. And this company sent me their self-tanner, like, not sponsored or anything. They just were like, hey, Julia, I would love if you, like, tried this out. I think you'll really like it. And I was like, cool. I tried it out. My confidence went from, like, a 3 to a 50,000. I feel so much more confident with a nice little bronze. Plus, I'm going to Florida on Thursday, so I feel like going into my vacation already a little bit tanner will make me feel like more comfortable in my bathing suit. Um, but yeah, Coco Eve, and it is the dark mousse that I use, and you have to use the mitt to rub it in because if you don't use the mitt, I don't really know how else you would, you know, put it into your skin. I think you only have to use mitt. So that is my first favorite. Definitely check it out. And it the tan lasts me for like six days. And my second favorite are gonna be my Nike blazers on um leg days. You guys always ask me where I get these on my Instagram, so I thought I would just shout them out here. They're the gray and blue ones. Okay, so all you have to do is go onto Google and you're gonna type this out with me because I don't even know what the name is, and you're gonna type in Nike blazers gray blue stock x okay so I just typed it in on google and they pop right up okay so they are called Nike blazer mid 77 football gray they are $162, so, like, a little bit pricey, but they definitely are worth it. I wear a size 7. They're true to size. My regular shoe size is size 7, and I just love these for leg days. Like, a little bit of blue is so cute to me. Um, so, yeah, those are my two favorites this week, things that I'm loving, just random things, the self-tanner and these blazer shoes. And to end off this episode, I want to leave you guys with one little piece of advice, and that is don't be afraid to ask for help. We are all humans on this earth. We were put on this earth to socialize, to, you know, collaborate, and to not do this whole life thing alone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If that's reaching out to get a coach, if that's reaching out to find a therapist, if that's talking to your mom, talking to your dad, talking to your brother, talking to your cousins, talking to your friend, don't conceal and hide your struggles because that's what I did for so many years and it was just eating me from the inside out and I don't want any of you guys to feel that way even if that's me you guys can reach out to me and dm and just text me or message me or dm me and just talk it out because I don't want you guys to hold those feelings inside of you if they're if you're struggling like you that's the last thing you want to do you don't want to um 
you don't want to go through hard things alone. And you don't have to do hard things alone, okay? So, I love you guys, and I'm going to leave you here. Next week's episode is going to stay on the vacation theme since I'm going to Tampa on Thursday. So, we're going to talk all things um, staying on track and having a healthy, happy, balanced vacation. So, that will be out next Tuesday, and I hope you guys have a lovely day. 